0: Hello, my fellow world traveler, and welcome to episode number two of Travel Talk Weekly, original air day, October 29th, 2019.
1: Thank you so much for joining us on this new show, and a huge shout out to those of you that listen to our other show, Disney Travel Secrets, which is almost to the 150 mark.
0: Show number 141 on the DTS show just launched this week. Yes, it did. On this episode, we're exploring one of the most famous and iconic cities in the world, Rome the Eternal City. So famous, you don't even need to mention the country. And here's a little trivia for you. Rome is actually much older than Italy. Italy was officially unified, as they say, in 1861. And Rome was founded in 753 BC.
1: I know, that's an interesting fact. A lot of people think that Italy as a country is older than Then it is, but it's not. It's like a little baby compared to
0: great-grandpa Rome.
1: (laughs) You know, I was also really surprised to learn that Italy is about the same size
0: as Arizona. It's also known as the birthplace of civilization. And it's really, to me, it's truly amazing to see modern buildings standing right next to ancient monuments and historical sites. And you see that all throughout Rome. All throughout. It is one
1: of the most interesting things to see. It's also a place that is on almost every traveler's bucket list and definitely one of the most popular places to travel in the world for many, many reasons. And I imagine you listening to this are either wanting to go to Italy or you have been. It is in like the top three. Now, here are just a few of the reasons why Italy is so
0: popular. To me, it's kind of a combination of the history, the architecture, the art, and I'm not even really into art, so even if you're not into art, you'll appreciate the art in Rome, and of course, the food. So we're going to talk about each one of those on this show. Oh yeah,
1: those are definitely some of the top reasons to visit. Now, our Rome story started years ago. Yes, we have a Rome story. We do, because this was a dream of ours to Go to Italy and to go to Rome specifically, and we would sit around our pool and we would look at travel brochures. And which you can still get travel brochures these days. They
0: they still print those kind of things. And they We do. would sit there with a few adult beverages and we would say, "Someday we're going to go to Italy." Now, at the time, I think we thought, "Yeah, you know, someday we'll take a cruise and it's got to be Italy."
1: Yeah, because we were digging these. Well, we were looking at cruise brochures and we had and, never been to Europe at all. We had never been to Europe and we thought this will be the perfect way to go to Italy and experience the Mediterranean. And it would get us over there. So you know, we had our sights set on an Italian cruise around the Med. We didn't really know what we were getting and into. This was probably
0: back around 2007-ish. Yeah,
1: this was this was a while ago. Well, that day that we ended up booking a trip and heading over was for our honeymoon in 2009, and we did a 12-night cruise that started and ended in Rome.
0: We also added a three-night extension. I remember we went up to Florence. Took the train up to Florence, had no idea how to get there.
1: (laughs) Well, we were working with a travel agent at the time because if you've never been, it's always good to talk to a professional who this is their job.
0: And we were at the train station looking for Florence on the little sign. (laughs) We did not know that in Italy, Florence is not Florence. I'm looking, maybe it's Florencia or something like that. It's actually Firenze, F-I-R-E-N-Z-E, Firenze. Yeah. We know that now. We did not know that then and we've been back to italy a few times to film for our tv show which was on the air a few years ago
1: yep and we ended up we've done another mediterranean cruise i love the med
0: yeah i do too if you said you can cruise the mediterranean or the caribbean and you can only pick one i would choose the med every time
1: but i did also really enjoy when we did the big three when we were filming so that was all land and we did rome florence and Venice. Venezia. When you go to visit in this show, we're specifically talking about Rome. But there are a lot of different ways that you can go and experience it. You can do it as a standalone trip. So it's just hey, we're going in to see Rome, or the multi city like the one that we did where we did the big three. Or it can be a pre or post cruise option, which is what we did the first time because there are a lot of cruises that do start and end on the cruise port that's just outside of Rome you
0: know, when it comes to cruising in the med and Italy specifically you're pretty much going to go out of either Rome or Venice yep those are the kind of the starting and ending points but Rome can also be kind of the kickoff point if you're doing other countries in Europe so there there's it's really a central hub in Europe
1: yep and for these tours you can either do do this all on your own you could just visit stuff on your own or you can do a private, guided tour or a small group or you can do a fully escorted tour with like a motor coach and you're usually going to be with like about 40 to 50 other people that's not really our travel style but the small groups and the tours that are organized are a great way to experience Rome and you know I know a lot of people it's all about budget hey I'm gonna just go and I'll figure it out all on my own you know we'll have some tips for you later on the best way to experience Rome
0: One of my favorite ways is how we did it when we were over there filming, and we had a private car and a private driver the whole time, and that made it really easy because that gives you the most flexibility. If you want to go this place instead of that place, you're not worrying about, you know, the other 10 or 50 people that are maybe a part of that group. And the driver's like, yep, here we go. And he even took us to some spots that he recommended. Actually, we had multiple drivers, and they were taking us to different spots saying, oh, well, you got to see this. So, amazing trip. And when it comes to Rome, there is so much to consider. But first, a little disclaimer. Here is what Travel Talk Weekly is not. We are not an audio guidebook. There are many of them out there that do a great job. I think Rick Steves is really good. You can do walking tours and have Rick you know, on your phone.
1: Yeah, he has some great, great audio guides. And he also
0: has some great guidebooks. We have a few of them ourselves. It's our job to give you enough information and kind of get you excited and build the desire to get out there and travel the world. That's what this show is about.
1: So one of our favorite travel sayings is by St. Augustine, and that is, the world is a book and those who do not travel read only a page. So after hearing all about Rome, we hope that you will want to turn that page and go and experience Rome.
0: Here are a few things that we're going to pretty much highlight for each of our Travel Talk Weekly episodes, and that'll be a trip overview we're going to tell you how to plan and pack for that trip, how to get there, where to stay, getting around, whether it's Rome or any other destination, what to see and do, and included in that would be some must-dos. Dining, of course, that's a big thing. Their entire travel shows that that's all they do is dining. Like Anthony Bourdain was a, you know really big on that. And then we're also going to give you Robin Carey's pro tips. Okay, so let's get this trip to Rome started. The hardest thing about traveling to Rome and Europe in general is that if you've never been there, you don't know what you don't know. And Rome is usually
1: one of the cities that is visited in addition to other cities like Florence or maybe hitting the Amalfi Coast. In general, three to four nights is pretty common for staying in Rome. And it is a great pre- or post-cruise option if you are doing one of those Mediterranean cruises.
0: As we mentioned, our first time to Rome was 10 years ago on our honeymoon. And I have to say, it was a little intimidating. We were excited, but a little, I don't want to say anxious, but it goes to we've never been there. You don't know what you don't know. Yeah. And
1: this was back in 2009. And so there wasn't as much stuff online and on social media. That's true. I didn't write. Really, yeah, and so right. we, we had picked up a couple of books and we had talked to some people who had been there. The cruise was kind of like our crutch. Because that was the easiest way. We knew what was going to happen once we got on a ship. But being in Rome was intimidating. And it would have been helpful to have a few more pointers. I
0: would agree. And it's almost like we do a lot of stuff on Disney. Kind of the Disney bubble. It's kind of a safe space. When you're on a cruise and you're doing some excursions. Whether it's Rome or any other port if you've never been to. The cruise ships have groups. And so there are different excursions you can go on. And you're always going to be with a guide which is way better than just going, you know, especially if you don't speak the language, you can't just go and wing it. And that's what I was wondering. It's like, will they understand us?
1: I know. I was like, are they going to speak English or is everybody going to be speaking Italian? And how do we pay for things? Yeah. Do we use Even back then cards? it was still the Euro. Yep.
0: You know, how do we stay in touch with family and friends back home? because cellular was way different back
1: then. Yeah, I remember getting And it's it's only 10 years. I know, it's only been 10 years. I remember they had the little phone pay cards that you could purchase. Oh my gosh, yeah.
0: Yeah, I mean that's that's how much things have evolved. I remember you walking around Naples and we were like you're like there's a pickpocketer. I think they're casing us and you're holding your <laughs> you're holding your purse, you know, tight to your body. I'm actually wearing a money belt. And it was Naples. I say it was a little bit intimidating. It, it
1: was, but it here, was. Are, here
0: are a few of the answers. You know, when it comes to Italy, most of the people at most of the places, like hotels and restaurants, they either speak English or they can quickly grab a coworker that does. I will say this: try to at least learn a few words or phrases. They don't care if you know the language. A lot of times they don't expect Americans to know Italian. They do appreciate it if you at least make the attempt, at least try.
1: Yeah, at least try. But there are some important phrases that you should know before you go. Okay, so let's do this. I'll do the Italian part. You do the Italian and I'll translate. How's oh, that's that? that's good. Okay, all right. But these, these are like the, the most important ones. And feel free to practice along with us. Buongiorno. Hello or good day.
0: This is an overall greeting. Grazia. Grazia. Grazia.
1: Oh, I always say grazie. I'm saying it wrong.
0: You are. It's okay. grazia. You, you kind of pronounce the I and the E after the Z. Grazia. And that means thank you. And what's the response to that? Prego. Prego.
1: That's like the spaghetti sauce. It is. It, it, <laughs> it was named after that. Like,
0: it means, in America, it means spaghetti sauce. <laughs> and in Italy, it means no problem, thank you. You know, kind of a, it's a response. It's to a, thank a response you. to thank so you. A lot of times, when if you say grazie, you'll hear prego. This
1: next one's one of my most favorite ones. Ciao. That is just like a ciao. Like it could be
0: hello. It could be goodbye. It could be good morning. Good morning. Good evening. Yeah. Good afternoon. Here's one that you definitely want to learn. Le parla inglese. And that
1: means, do you speak English? And this is a nice way when you're wondering if somebody speaks English. Instead of saying, do you speak English or English English? As a a savvy traveler, you should always ask them in their language if they speak English. So what was that one again?
0: Le parla inglese. Le parla inglese. Le parla inglese. It's kind of the formal. There's an informal way that I didn't write down, but if you say it that that way, they're going to understand. Here's another one. Very, very important. Dove el baño?
1: (laughs) And that one is where is the bathroom? Very important when you're on a trip. Yes, that is. If you do want to learn a little more Italian, there are some apps that are great. And one of our favorites is Duolingo. You can download it for free. And that one will just kind of help you brush up on some of your Italian sayings. And it starts
0: with a lot of the basic things. And there are some words that you'll see and you'll understand. Oh, yeah, of course, that's what this is. Hm. Firenze was not one of them. <laughs> yeah, Firenze was not one of them.
1: <laughs> so there's your first little language lesson. Grazie.
0: Prego. See, see what we
1: did there? Now with a city as old as Rome is, there are so many things to do from some of the very popular must do's to some more off the beaten path adventures, which is what we like to call traveling like a local. So let's start with some of the basics that not only apply to Italy, but also most of Europe. And this is just some of our general travel tips.
0: So first off, we'll talk about just like an overview of being safe and protecting your things. If you're walking around and you got your purse over your shoulder and it's wide open and you're walking in a crowd, you're asking to be pickpocketed, especially on the bus systems, which we'll talk about when we get to transportation. I wore a money belt that first time. I generally don't anymore when we go back. But this is one thing that I think you and I have learned over the past traveling to Europe and even South America is just be very aware. Yeah, Don't walk around you know, like you don't know what you're doing and constantly, if you don't be staring at your phone, be aware of your surroundings because you just never know. It's it's safe. I'm just saying be aware. It's not like someone's going to come up and, you know, rob you or attack you. It's just if there's you, some
1: pretty savvy pickpocketers yes, oh, it's,
0: it's, in but, any big city. Italy, I think is maybe where they invented it. I don't know. They might have invented the pocket. We don't know. <laughs> Using an ATM for currency conversion, I would say either and check the rates, do it either before you, you leave, maybe go to your bank.
1: Yeah, we have a place here local that's right in our mall yeah. that will do, um, you can convert some dollars into euros. You definitely want to get some
0: cash before you go, but if you convert it at the actual airport, it's expensive. Yes, it is. And you can also, again, so do it at your bank. Have enough, and mostly it's just like for little things, like a taxi ride and things like that. However, most places in Italy, I'd say a 90 plus percent, they will take credit cards, the one thing I will say, make sure that your bank and your credit card companies, if you're taking a debit card or a credit card, call them and let them know you're going to be traveling to Europe. Because if you've never been and all of a sudden they see charges in Italy, they may automatically you know, think it's fraud and shut it down. So alert your bank and your, your credit card companies that you're traveling overseas.
1: Yeah, and we don't recommend that you use a debit card. That's just, correct.
0: don't use a debit card. That did happen to us in Germany. And luckily our bank caught it. And that was about $4,000 worth of fraud. But yeah. when it comes to dress codes, especially like at the Vatican, one of the last times we were there, we went to the Vatican and you had your shoulders exposed and the guide said, hold on. And he went and he personally bought... A scarf to put around your shoulders.
1: Yeah. And we had just gotten off the plane oh and we God. had to like That's rush true. over That's there. True. And so we weren't even thinking of It was
0: our first day there and I fell asleep in the hotel of the lobby waiting for our yeah. driver because we were that because you know, it jet-lagged. was yeah.
1: Yeah, so you definitely want to check some of the dress codes for some of the places that you will be visiting because over in Rome there are a lot of churches and of course Vatican City is very popular and We'll tell you a little bit more about why that should be on your must-do later.
0: Another great idea is to find an authentic Italian restaurant in your area. And maybe they have family in Italy. Maybe they have, you know, people they know that have a restaurant or hotel. If you're going to Rome, they might say, oh, yeah, you know, my cousin Guido, he's got a restaurant in Rome. Here it is. You should go there. Another thing is this is a good place, if it's an authentic Italian restaurant, to try out a few of those words we mentioned earlier in the show.
1: Yeah, we've done this before. We have a, a Italian place that's real close to us. See. Si. And yeah, see, <laughs> very good. And that one is, we love going in there and just talking about Italy and we'll pick up some tips because they have family, like you mentioned, that lives there.
0: With over 2,700 years of history, and in many opinions, the greatest empire of all time, the Roman Empire included most of what is now modern day Europe. And Rome itself is considered Italy's political capital and the home of of Catholicism. So over a billion Catholics around the world, this is their home base.
1: Yeah, and the Romans were inventors. And there is a lot of technology that is still used today all over Europe. And it came from Rome. So Rome is a very important city to get to know and to learn a little bit about the history before you go. So you may want to watch like a documentary or pick up a book it will make you appreciate the sights even more when you get there.
0: And any any guidebook on Italy is going to tell you kind of how to pack. And we would suggest when when you're in the planning and packing stage, you have to be aware what time of the year it is. We were over there, I think, in August, um, about two years ago. Yeah. And it was just it as, was hot so as hot there as it was here yeah. in Florida.
1: One really interesting thing is when you are in Rome, you're going to notice who are the locals and who are the tourists from America. And one of the biggest things that I notice is the Americans will wear shorts and t shirts and they look very casual. Any of the Romans, however, they definitely dress a little bit nicer. Except so they're we like. call in, them
0: Italians. <laughs> well, I call them
1: Romans, <laughs> but they wear, um, usually they're in slacks, not even jeans. They're just, they just look a little more nice, dressed up, a lot nicer.
0: If you're in Rome, a lot of times you you might live close to where you work and you just walk to work.
1: Yeah, that's true. That's true. So if you want to kind of feel like you fit in a little bit more and not so touristy, just kind of maybe one notch up your dress code and yeah, if you're wearing
0: yeah. If you're wearing shorts and a t-shirt, flip-flops, and a St. Louis Cardinals baseball hat, my hometown baseball team. You might be a tourist. And I can tell you that tourists, especially from the US, will stand out a little bit in Italy. So try to try to blend in, be yeah. a local.
1: <laughs> now, one of the things that is very important because you will be doing some walking. You are gonna visit some ancient sites and the ground's not the most even. There's Make
0: sure you have comfortable shoes. Comfortable Closed-toed shoes in some yeah. places are required
1: because you will be walking around on some cobblestone roads.
0: Here are a few international traveling tips. Number 1, we have TSA PreCheck. We love it. There's also Global Entry, which is similar to TSA PreCheck except it allows you to bypass the customs line when you're coming back into the country. There's also an app for that. If you plan on traveling internationally maybe for the first time and you really get, you know, you like it, I would say in the future, get Global Entry. Make sure you know the local currency. Which in Italy is going
1: to be the Euro. The
0: Euro. And I'll tell you about the conversion rate in a second. Make sure you have the proper documents. Make sure you have a passport. Some hotels will require either to look at it or hold it depending on where you're staying. Staying connected. Make sure that you talk to your cell phone provider. I'm just assuming every single person has a cell phone. Our eight-year-old niece has a cell phone. Find out what the roaming rates are or what they charge. I remember we were with a company where they said, okay, well, here's the charge if we want to do it for one month. And we would just pay for that month. There will be Wi-Fi all over the place. You know, be careful when using that, but that'll help you stay in touch if you need to. And some of you may say, you know what? I don't care what's going on back home. This is vacation. I'm going to stay unplugged.
1: And then, of course, you have your travel accessories, your your you know camera equipment, gears, gadgets, all of that kind of stuff that is pretty much going to be part of your packing list. When it
0: comes to currency, as we mentioned earlier, the conversion rates are really good for U.S. travelers right now. When we first visited there in 2009, the conversion rate was about I think around a dollar sixty to the euro. Yeah, so a
1: dollar sixty to one
0: euro. As of this air date, it's down to a dollar and eleven to the euro. So it's a big difference and a lot more a lot more value for your money than when we went our first time.
1: Yeah, because I remember going shopping and it would, you know, you'd see like some leather shoes and they were like a hundred euro. And I'm like, oh, that's not bad until we converted it and they were hundred and sixty dollars in US.
0: <laughs> and here's a little tip. Do not take your wife shoe shopping in Italy.
1: Or take her shoe shopping in Italy.
0: Yes, that depends on your (laughs) perspective. Documentation, you will need a passport, not a passport card. And it needs to be valid for at least six months past your travel date. And passports are good for 10 years. We just renewed ours. And
1: it's important, though, to keep on top of your passport. And there are new passport laws that are always changing and the type of document that you need. You don't need a visa to go visit Italy unless you're going to be staying for a longer period of time.
0: Which we want to do. That's one of our goals.
1: Eventually, we will. Now, when it comes to the time there, they go by the 24-hour clock, which is a little bit different. And in general, European time is going to be about six to nine hours ahead of the U.S. Depending on where you are.
0: We're Eastern time zone.
1: Yeah, and so the easiest way to remember... Um, what time it is, so if somebody tells you that it's like 2010 is the time, is to just take that 20 and deduct 12 from it. And that will give you what the um, other time is, which is 8pm. Did I do my math right there?
0: I think you did. (laughs) You (laughs) don't sound very confident on that. Because now I'm trying to think in my head. My example was, if it's 1800, subtract 12 from 18 and you get 6pm. So it's pretty easy.
1: (laughs) That's what I just did. I know.
0: But you didn't, you did twenty hundred instead of 1800 <laughs> which was my example in the notes. So it's pretty easy, not even a second thought for those of you in the military. And thank you for your service, by the way.
1: Now, one of the things that's very different over in Europe is tipping, because many of the restaurants actually include a service charge. And so tipping above is not expected or
0: required. So those are some of the basic tips. It's always good to work with a travel agent, especially an agent that has knowledge and maybe they've been to Italy. That's always a... A good piece of advice. Yeah,
1: you can bounce some ideas off and ask all of your questions. How do you get to Rome? Pretty basic, right? But it may not be as intuitive as you think. So flying into Rome, like most cities in Europe, is actually pretty simple. You book your flight and you go. Where it gets a little more complicated is what you do when you get
0: there. Leonardo da Vinci is the major airport there. It's the main airport not only in Rome, but it's a major hub for all of Europe. Another one would be like Frankfurt, London, you know, places we've flown into before. If Rome is your only destination, this is your airport. The code if you're searching flights is FCO. And remember when we said pack light? This is also important because the vehicles are smaller. So trying to cram a few suitcases in a small taxi doesn't always pan out like it would here in the U.S. where taxis are often... SUVs and large sedans over there they can be really small
1: and plus if you can master the smaller packing you will save on luggage because usually for international flights most airlines will give you your first bag free but your second bag it's a hundred dollars yes always
0: check with that and unfortunately Southwest does not fly to Europe
1: (laughs) but if you do upgrade to like a business class or first class you do get free bags. So something else to and keep free in drinks. mind and free drinks when you're planning your on how you are going to get there. Now,
0: getting from the airport to your hotel or even getting around Rome. The easiest thing to do are private
1: transfers to get you to your hotel. Or you can take a taxi. Then once you're in the city, you have different options of how you're going to get around. You're most likely probably going to do taxis or a bus. And if you're leaving and maybe going up to Florence or going down to Naples, you may take a train. But most of the time when you're staying in Rome, it's pretty much you can jump on a tour bus and, you know, go around and see the city, you can walk or you will take a taxi.
0: And that's why picking your hotel is very strategic. If there are certain things, we're going to go through some of our favorites. If you're looking at a map and you say, "Wow, look at these five things I want to do over in this area," you might want to pick a hotel close to that area. When it comes to Uber, there are only two cities in Italy that have it, and that would be Rome and Milan. And they have to be the Uber Black. They don't do the regular Uber because they have to have a, a town car license. I think is what they call it, and so it's more expensive. And so they don't they don't have just the regular Uber like we do here in the states.
1: Yeah, and one of my favorite apps. If you're wondering, you're trying to plan stuff out before is you can it's actually it's a not an app but a website and you go to ride.guru and you can go on there and you can put in the airport name and then you can put your hotel as the destination and it will give you what the estimated cost is for both uber black and for a taxi so you can kind of compare
0: Another option, I found this recently, it's called Scooterino, and that's where someone on a scooter will come and get you. They'll bring an extra helmet, and then they'll take you to where you want to go. <laughs>
1: Which is probably, so crazy.
0: It's funny, but it's probably not a good option for a family. <laughs> and don't do it from the airport, because you're going to be holding on to a couple suitcases with a crazy Italian on the front of the scooter, going in and out of traffic. I guarantee you, if you're trying to carry a suitcase on the back of a scooter, you will hit a mirror on a car at some point. Oh, yeah. no, they are crazy. They are
1: crazy. and. I will say that some people say, well, we'll just rent a car. Driving in Europe, especially in Rome, if you've never been, we do not recommend that you rent a car. I would
0: not rent a car in Italy.
1: Yeah. I wouldn't rent one at all in Italy because the drive is crazy. Well, I think once you're on like the freeway, you're okay. But I'm telling you, it was like, that was probably one of the most frightening drives of my entire life. The first time we went to Rome and we, are in, we had a transfer. And the transfer, first of all, they're, all the cars are really small there which is another reason why you want to pack super light because think of like a Mini Cooper. They're tiny. And then you have all these little tiny cars. My favorite was when our one of our guides, we were going to an excursion and we had a private transfer. And you and I said, um, you know, do people always drive this crazy? And she goes, the lines, they are just suggestions. And that was the perfect description of how everybody was driving. And it
0: was also pretty cool that you tried to say it with an Italian accent. I, I totally did because so I remember that. Mm-hmm. I remember that. Hopefully... Before you go there, you've picked a hotel because that would be crazy just to go there and <laughs> yeah, try to that find would. <laughs> We have a couple of our top hotel picks.
1: Yeah, and we prefer to stay right in Rome. You will find some less expensive options on the outskirts, but then you're going to be spending all this money getting in and out of the city. One of our favorite places to stay is right outside of the Borghese Gardens. We'll share a little more about that later. And it is... Right around where the U.S. Embassy is, actually.
0: It also happens to be our honeymoon hotel.
1: Yes. And so one of our favorite places, because it was our honeymoon, is the Hotel Oxford. It's a great location, and there's lots of food. And, of course, the gardens are right around the corner.
0: Here's a few more. The Hotel Regina Baglioni, the Rose Garden Palace, and the Westin Excelsior.
1: Yeah, all of those are really close to each other up in the same area. Now, if you want to stay a little more like walking distance to like Trevi Fountain or the Pantheon, there is a great hotel called the Grand Hotel de la Minerva. And one of my favorite things about this hotel is it has a fantastic rooftop
0: bar. And we went there with our friend Guido and his wife, and we had an unbelievable nighttime view just looking right down at the Pantheon, kind of from behind it, not from the front of it. Yeah. And that was a pretty big rooftop bar. Very relaxing and just, I don't know, there's a feeling when you're up there. It was awesome.
1: Some great, great places to stay, though, in and around Rome that are also very reasonable.
0: Coming up on show number three, part two of How to Do Rome, we'll be sharing what to do when you're there, how to avoid dining like a tourist, and a few of our pro tips. It's a great, big, beautiful world. Get out there and see it. Until
1: next time, never stop exploring.